Hello there, my friends. Today, I wanted to talk to you actually to give you some tips, some actions that you can take to help you stand through the 2020 coronavirus pandemic. Yes, these are crazy times we're living in and certainly unprecedented. I mean, none of us have lived through anything global like this before, where we're essentially on lockdown, aside from going out for food. And I know that can leave you feeling pretty unsettled. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a courageous person, but I've had my moments too where I've wondered what the heck and felt a little fearful. I've had my fear-filled moments. And so that's just it. That's the first thing I want you to understand because you might be somebody who hasn't had fear-filled moments, but fear-filled days, weeks, maybe panic attacks and anxiety and really feeling really scared. So whatever level of fear you're feeling right now, I just want to let you know that everybody is feeling fear. Now, maybe that doesn't make you feel better because sometimes when you're feeling afraid, you want to turn to someone else and have them go, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. While I do think that everything is going to be okay, one way or another. I have no idea how long it's going to last, what will be the fallout. Um, but I do know that it's okay to feel fear. So that's just it. Even the most courageous of people get scared. But those of us who have chosen to live a courageous life, we just choose to stand anyway. We stare down our fears. We stare that beast right in the face. And so this is a great opportunity for you right now to learn how to do that. If that has not been something that has been in your wheelhouse, that's not something that you have built for whatever reason. Often it's because you haven't had anything really major to, to deal with in life. And so you haven't really had to build those courage muscles. For some of you, you've had plenty of things, but you just haven't really, really dug down deep and started to work on this. And this is a great opportunity. I'm telling you, this is when courage is built. It's built in the darkness. It's built in the tough times. It's built when you are not sure if you can put one foot in front of the other and you do what I did. You just take a tiny bit of courage, a little bit of hope, a shred of self-confidence, and you stand up. And then you get knocked down. <laughs> and then when you get knocked back down, knocked down, you get back up. And you just keep repeating that process. But sometimes it's, it's hard to know what to do when people say, be brave, be strong, and, you know, be live courageous. You don't even know how to do that. What do I do? So I want to give you nine things that you can do. And these are somewhat summarized, but you, if you apply what I'm talking about and really start to learn about these nine actions, because I first, by the way, I first wrote about the, the nine actions in my first book, Still Standing After All the Tears, which is a book that has helped thousands of people, and it's still helping people, and we have workbooks that go with them. And that book told a lot more of my story from the perspective of a mom of an addict. And I know that other people have found a lot of help from that book too, but definitely, especially if you have addiction anywhere in your world, that would be a great way for you to learn about the nine actions. My most recent book also includes the nine actions, but it tells a lot more about my story. I mean, really a summarized version of my story because I've been through a lot starting out in my early childhood 
And I didn't want it to be, you know, a Jerry Springer episode. But it does help you to understand that those of us who've gone through a lot of things and come out the other end standing, that we really have been through it. Because sometimes when you look at somebody like me or, or another person that you consider to be a really strong and courageous person, you come to the false conclusion that it's because we're just made that way. And we haven't dealt with the kind of things you have. Well, perhaps I haven't dealt with anything like you have. But don't believe that people who are standing strong are standing strong because they haven't faced something. Most people got this way because we had courage smacked out of us. You know, that two by four right upside your head? And courage was kind of forced out of us. Many people go through a lot of difficult times and then they don't do anything with it. They don't use that opportunity to build courage. And I don't want that to be you. I want you to take this opportunity during a time when we are literally, the, for the first time ever, the entire world is in something together. Use this as an opportunity to build those courage muscles. If you want to learn more about the nine actions, like I said, go to ValerieSavera.com. And if you go to the books link, you can look at some of the books and all of the links are in there, both for the United States and internationally to Amazon. So that'll, you know, be really whatever country you're in, however you get your Amazon products, at least wherever they have these books, you can get the links right there or directly go to Amazon and just type in my name. And, um, you know, you can find other resources on my website. Oh, by the way, there is actually also a link to the nine actions if you want to learn more about them. Um, I also did a recent blog post on this very same thing. So if you'd like to follow up this podcast with some more information on these actions, go ahead and go to my website and then just go to blog and you'll find this recent post. So let's get into it. The first action is to, to decide to stand up and fight. Now, this is really interesting. When I was developing these nine actions, I didn't know what to put as the first action because even though they're not linear, if you check out any of my images that have to do with the nine actions, you'll see that I created them and put them inside of a heart with some wings because that really represents freedom and putting the pieces of your shattered heart back together. And there are these words that represent each of these actions. And I did it as a puzzle because they're not linear. They're not meant to be steps where you do one thing, okay, done, do the next thing, done. Now, having said that, you kind of have to start somewhere, right? And so I numbered these actions. And so, you know, we start with number one. I, I mean, and I really struggled with what order to put these in because I know that even though I keep telling people this, people are inclined to do just that. They go to the first action and then they kind of go from there. But I did truly and specifically put this action, decide to stand up and fight as the first action. And it really has a specific reason. It's because if you don't decide to do something, you're not going to do anything else. So honestly, for me personally, action number two is to get on your spiritual armor. And for me personally, that's probably number one for me. But I also knew that if I didn't decide, I would never do the spiritual armor. I wouldn't reach out to God. And so that's really why I placed it first. So this is the whole idea. As far as using it right now during this coronavirus and all of the uncertainty of life right now, the forces of darkness are going to try to convince you that this is Armageddon, that this is the worst thing, 
and that you're not going to make it through. I mean, the beast will be whispering in your ear and screaming in your face. Other people, fear-mongering, all sorts of things will be coming at you, including your own thoughts. And I'll get into that one in a minute. So you've got to really fight the urge to lose hope or stop dreaming, right? It's almost like there's no future. Fight for peace during all of this. And, and peace is a fight. It's a gift from God. But you got to meet God somewhere on that road to peace, right? Fight for happiness. Fight for your future. Believe that you do have a future ahead of you. So that's the first thing. Decide to stand up and fight. Okay? Stop becoming weaker. Because that's what I'm really concerned about. I'm concerned that it, with something this big going on in it and affecting everybody in the world... That too many people are going to come out the other end of this thing weaker than they were when they went in. And I really, really hope that's not you. So that's just, that's number one. Decide to stand up and fight. Number two is to get on your spiritual armor. Your spiritual armor can look very different from mine and you can still apply all of the things I'm saying. If you need to replace words, go ahead. But I can only come at it from my perspective. So during something like this, the beast. Now, who's the beast? The beast is, you know, the beast can manifest itself in anxiety, in fear, in self-doubt, in low self-worth, in shame and guilt, and so many other things, often many, many things. The source of the beast is not God. He wants what's best for you. Sure, he'll allow all sorts of stuff to happen in your life, But I firmly believe that everything is to our benefit if we will look hard enough. We might not like what's going on. We may not understand it. We might not know where in the heck God is in all of this stuff. But I know that he is in this. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I really think that God is your not-so-secret weapon in any kind of a battle, but definitely in this one. So get on your spiritual armor, whatever it looks like. Go back to whatever, you know, kind of spiritual things that you have done in the past that have strengthened you and made you feel good. Go back and do those. If you've never really done anything, this is a great time to begin. You know, you'll have to look for whatever resources can help you through that. But just just know that, that God is in all of this and he is going to show up in heroic people and in compassion and, and people that are selfless, we're seeing acts of heroism and selflessness. And, and I think that's what you have to do. You got to look for God in all of this and just believe, pray your brains out and then listen. Don't lose hope. So we went through action number one, which is to decide to stand up and fight and then get on your spiritual armor. Now you're in pretty good shape. Action number three is to put on your oxygen mask and I created that from the, the kind of uh, process that we've all been through many times when we've been on airline trips, and that is when the flight attendants come and they do their demonstration, all of the safety demonstration, and one of the big ones is what to do if that oxygen mask were to drop down. And, of course, nobody wants to think about what in the heck, why would the, it need to come down, but if it did, one of the important things they tell you is to put it on your own face first especially us women, we're definitely in in the mode of wanting to be there for other people, which is amazing. 
one of the best things about life is that we care about each other. But if you don't take care of number one, and that's you, my friend, if you don't take care of yourself, then you're going to be taken down. And I'm not even necessarily talking about by the virus. You definitely need to take precautions and and do what is being requested and suggested to keep yourself safe. But you've also got to do some other things. Get outside and get some exercise. Okay, you can keep your distance from people outside. You can go in your own backyard. Get some fresh air. Eat as healthy as possible. Drink a lot of water. Get good sleep. And this one's really important to your well-being. Laughter. Get around some funny people. And just find reasons to laugh. We need to lighten up a little. I've seen some people that during this, they're so darn serious. And yes, it's a serious situation. But does that mean every moment of your life has to be serious and somber? Laughter has incredible psychological and physical benefits. Try to get good sleep. My friend, focus on your self-care. That's not selfish. I truly believe it's selfish if you don't take care of yourself. Okay, so now you're standing, you've got your spiritual armor on, and you've got that oxygen mask on your own face. The next thing, the fourth thing, is to build your circle of strength. So your circle of strength is your people. And if you go to, oh, I guess I guess we don't have that on the website anywhere. I'm thinking out loud here. Okay, but if you, if you go to one of the books, Still Standing or Still Standing After All the Tears, or one of the workbooks that goes with Still Standing After All the Tears, you'll see the circle of strength, and it has these different rings around it. And the idea is for you to have proper expectations of relationships and of people so you don't end up all bummed out and disappointed by people all the time. And so you're not taken advantage of and you're not around negativity because, boy, that's like gravity, man. That just sucks you down. So building your circle of strength is really linking arms with the right people. And isn't it more important right now? With world events the way they are now, it has probably never been more important for you to be linked up with the right people. Now, having said that, we can't really link up with anybody unless they're in our house because we're not supposed to be going out. However, I'm sure you're talking on the phone, you're texting, and you're having electronic communication. You can still be mindful of the people that you are around. And if you're around people that are negative and cynical and, you know, have the chicken little mentality and they're scared to death, you're just going to have to really try to not allow that to impact you. Or even better, if you can, is to try to help that other person get out of that mode. So we may not be able to choose who we're around all the time, but we can certainly choose how we allow people to impact us. If you're on social media, be careful. If it's real easy to get sucked into that fear mode and that oh no and the pity party and all of that. So just be very mindful. So that's building your circle of strength. The fifth thing is to change your attitude. So of these nine actions, number five, you know, that number, right? Smack in the middle. It's kind of interesting that I didn't, I don't think I designed it that way. It's funny. I say, I don't think because I don't remember. I don't remember consciously doing that, but it turned out to be pretty cool. Right in the middle, change your attitude from fear and negativity and hopelessness to, to hope, to courage, to belief, to faith. You got to push aside the negativity, those deflating thoughts. I'm going to give you a little tip. When those thoughts come to you, 
you use what I call a disruptor word. So pick a word that is positive. Now, I have a coaching membership, which, by the way, you should check out. It's called the Still Standing Tribe. We did a coaching in January of this year on legacy. It was really a cool coaching. But one of the things that we did in that is we started to learn how to use a disruptor word. And we used legacy, but you could use whatever word makes sense to you. And what we did is we said, okay, so if a negative thought comes to my mind, a thought that doesn't line up with what I want my legacy to be, you disrupt it by saying this word out loud, legacy. So you could use whatever word you want. And what that does is it disrupts your thought. And better than that, it's a reminder. So you can switch your thoughts. And you can even use it when those thoughts escape from your lips. Right? We'd like to all think that we could just think a thought and then be mindful of what we say. But sometimes it's a nanosecond between a thought and some words. And sometimes words come out that don't even seem to come from conscious thought because our subconscious is so filled with these kind of negative thoughts. So use that. There's a lot more to all of these actions, including changing your attitude, but that is one tip that you can use. Just imagine right now, if all you had were five of these things going on, you decided to stand up and fight. And by the way, that means you continue to decide because you're going to fall down, forget, stop, you know, heading in the right direction and you just make another decision and you have your spiritual armor on. And by the way, mine has been tossed up against the wall, thrown in the closet. I mean, I've been mad at God. I've jumped on top of it. So don't worry if that's you. You just get it back on. But imagine, you know, you've made your decision. You keep making decisions. You get on your spiritual armor. You've got your oxygen mask on. You're taking care of yourself. You're building that circle of strength with the right people. And now you're really working on using that disruptor word to have a good attitude. That's pretty good shape, wouldn't you say? Now, if you move on to action number six, that's to adjust your focus. And action number six and five almost became the same action because adjusting your focus and attitude are so, so connected. All of these actions are connected, but I mean, this one literally almost became one action. So you can use changing your attitude to help you with your focus. And when you change your focus, it'll help your attitude. So one thing you could do, for instance, is instead of looking at the rising coronavirus cases, because we already know they're rising, and one of the reasons they're rising is because they're testing more, right? Okay. And there are other statistics that go along with that that can be foreboding and scary. You can be informed. I'm not telling you to bury your head in the sand, but why don't you focus more on the fact that most people are not dying? You know, focus on these heroes that are out there working so hard for us. And, you know, what can we do to support them? Let's focus on that. Stay focused on the collateral beauty because it's so easy to find collateral damage in situations. My daughter lived in addiction for 15 of her 30 years. And let me tell you what, there's a lot of collateral damage from addiction. And many of you know that. And uh, I mean, the collateral damage would, would fill a book of all the details of what that looks like. But I'm so grateful that I was able to find some collateral beauty along the way. And even after Jamie was killed, I, I've been able to find a lot of and identify a lot of collateral beauty. And I was able to do it a lot quicker because I'd already learned how to do this. I'd already learned how to live these actions. So the really awesome thing about you beginning to live these actions is they're going to help you with whatever comes your way in the future, whether it's bigger than this coronavirus situation or smaller. The seventh thing is to stop being a control freak. Now, most people don't like to think of themselves as a control freak, but most of us are. It's because 
here's the real reason. Most of our lives are completely outside of our control. But think about the number of things that you've been trying to control. Then something like the coronavirus hits and it's really out of our control. Now life is even more out of our control, right? I mean, we are told we can't leave our house. In our county, we just got an order, I think yesterday, saying that we have to wear masks if we go out in public. I mean, it's like martial law, right? I mean, we're literally told what to do. We have less and less control over even our everyday little tiny things that we didn't even think about before, right? You just went to the grocery store and got food. You never thought about all this keeping six feet away and putting on masks and not touching too many things and, you know, cleaning your hands the second you get out of the store. Well, I've always thought about that. I've always done that. Shouldn't say always, but definitely for decades. So, but for most people, you hadn't really thought about that. So we have far less control than we even did before. But here's the thing. While you're feeling so out of control, remind yourself of this. You never had very much control before. And you won't later over many things in your life. But there are some things you can control. And this is the cool thing. Use action number six and start focusing on those things that you can control. Your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Those are what you have the most control over. And it starts with your thoughts because, right, thoughts turn into words and turn into actions or lack of action. So that's number seven. Stop being a control freak. Number eight is to stand on your story. Boy, you need to do that more than ever. Standing on your story means not in it, not in the muck and the mire of it, not in the shame and the guilt and everything you've done wrong because this is all being magnified right now. Whatever you were feeling about yourself before that was less than the amazing, magnificent person that you truly are, it's magnified because you're spending more time alone. You're spending time in your own thoughts. Perhaps you have, you know, you don't have that, that human contact, the energy that you get because we literally get energy when we're around people, the right people, and we don't have that right now. You're lost in your own thoughts. You really, really, really need to resist the temptation to start magnifying all the junk. That goes back to action number six, adjust your focus. Start focusing on all the good that you are. Make sure that you are determined to become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So when the dust settles on this coronavirus thing, you are gonna be a better version of yourself than you were before you ever even heard the word coronavirus. Number nine. Oh, I always feel sorry for number nine. Because I feel like even though this isn't linear and we, you know, we had to put numbers to them, number nine is at the end. And I'm always afraid that people will go so far in these actions and then they won't focus on number nine. And it is just as important as the rest of them. It is make meaning from the madness. Another reason I think people may ignore this action is because they feel like they don't have anything to give. You know, they got to go get themselves together, get their entire act together before they start reaching out and making a difference. Well, guess what? When I really started reaching out and making a difference, and I'm not talking about your everyday differences that you, you know, that I was already making in my life. I'm talking about when I decided to go on this mission. I did not have it all together. I still don't have it all together, but I really didn't have it all together when I wrote my first book. Uh, in fact, at first I thought, how can I be writing this book when I'm not 100% living all these actions? I want that to be a lesson to you. Don't wait. Don't wait till you think you have it all together because that will be never. 
You have something to give right now at this very moment. You have something to offer. So what I would like to challenge you to do during this coronavirus shutdown, however long all of this chaos continues, and then do it even after. I want to challenge you to inspire at least one person each day, however you do it, whether it's a text, whether it is on social media, whether it's a phone call, whether it's somebody you live with, one person every single day. These dark days are your opportunity to shine, right? That's when the light shows up. It shows up in the darkness. And I want you to be the light. So those are the nine actions that will help you stand through the 2020 coronavirus and beyond. So link arms with me. If you're not on my, on my email list, my VIP insider list, get on it. Go to ValerieSilvera.com. Make sure you're getting my emails because they are also a source of encouragement. And I always send updates whenever I post a blog. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. But the best way to find everything related to Valerie Silvera and our whole Still Standing mission is to go to ValerieSilvera.com. You're not alone in all of this, and you won't be alone when, when it's over either. I will still be standing with you, and I want you standing courageously. So link arms with me because your story matters. Live it courageously, my friend.